Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. Are you a woman who's ready to excel in her career and her life? Are you ready to be a professional saleswoman by using your inherent qualities? Are you a woman who wants to be better prepared for a leadership position? Then you're in the right place. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman. It's about women in business, work-life balance, leadership, and current events related to gender communications. Be prepared to be inspired, motivated, and challenged. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman is your connection to women nationally, internationally, and globally. So get comfy and see what the buzz is all about. Find out more at www.sellinginaskirt.com. Now, your host, Judy Hoberman, on C-Suite Radio. You know, it's so funny when you think about how you show up in your business. We talk about being authentic and generous and courageous and passionate. But what does that look like? How do people get to participate in what you have to share? More importantly, are you showing up at all? Or are you hoping that people will find you simply because you're fabulous? Are you ready to stop being the best kept secret in business? You know, whether you're showing off what you have, dreaming of being a household name, or daydreaming the what if or when I have game, being the best kept secret in business is not the best business strategy to have. Sometimes you're waiting for the knight in shining armor, also known as the person that gives you a contract, or you're simply playing small and not bringing out your full potential persona. Either way, you're playing a game of doom and gloom. The truth is more people are afraid of being successful than they are at failing. So they play small or not at all. Now, the reality is that all about becoming known in your market that you serve and building a reputation is really what helps you to start the buying and selling process with prospective clients. Now, if you do it right, you'll not only build awareness, but you'll also help you reach out to people you don't know and who don't know you. The bottom line is this. If someone doesn't know you exist, how can they ever do business with you? So here are some important guidelines that will help keep you in front of those people and go from unknown to known. The first is you have to be persistent. Studies have shown it takes anywhere from 8 to 15 touches for your marketing message to actually sink in. So be patient and stay with it. The next is be consistent. 
Consider the look, the feel, and the tone of your messaging, particularly when you use multiple channels. Make sure the viewer knows that all those messages came from the same business. The next one is show not just who you are, but what you are. Make sure your messages also include why someone would want to do business with you and what sets you apart. In other words, what makes you unique? And finally, take an integrated approach. Your marketing tactics should work all together. So put your social media icons in your email, put your website URL on your ads, make sure your LinkedIn profile addresses you on your business cards. Make sure you do all of these things so people can find you. Now, awareness building is a two-step process. The first step is getting to the top of mind's position in the psyche of your prospective buyers. The second step is staying there over time. So make sure your awareness building process covers both. Now, marketing yourself is not always the easiest thing to do, but you know what? It is necessary. So let's flash forward just a little bit to the point where you're starting to build a following and your product or service is showing some positive results. Where can you find those walking ambassadors who will shout your name out every chance they get? Here's some thoughts. The first is you have to build trust. Word of mouth recognition for a job well done, a product or service is built on the reputation of trust, which takes time, effort, and even a few failures along the way. When someone asks you how you build your business, let them know you do it word of mouth. The second is you have to do a great job. Deliver service that's so exceptionally good it gets everyone talking and avoid spreading yourself too thin by trying to be all things to all people. Instead, focus on what you do best and exceed all expectations. A strong personal referral from someone that knows your value and conveys trust in your ability is far better than anything else. The third, ask for testimonials. If a client gives you great feedback, ask them if you can use their endorsement to let others know about their experience. A one or two sentence statement in their words can be helpful on your website, your brochure, your social media channels, or any other marketing piece that you use. And guess what? If you can get that in a video, even better. I have all of my testimonials in a folder. And when I have those days that aren't going the way I actually hoped they would, I take them out and I watch and I listen and I read. And it's a great reminder of why I do what I do. The fourth is give back. Get your business involved with the community. Create visibility for your company that let others know that what you're working on to make your community a better place. Now, that can be an important way to distinguish yourself from your competitors. The fifth, a big one, build relationships. Don't forget a customer once the job is over. Continue the relationship with them so the next time they need someone that has what you offer, they'll think of you. The heavy lifting comes after the contract is signed, the money is paid, and the job is underway. This is the time that service is set at an all-time high. This is also where relationships are solidified. And finally, say thank you. When you get a new customer, ask how they heard of you. If it's a referral from an existing client, be sure to thank that person for recommending you. Send a note in the regular mail. Let them know how important their referrals are to your business and that you're happy they have had a good experience with your company. So many people forget this little important piece. Those that remember stand out and start to become a little less of that best kept secret. You know, your name is your brand and you're anything but generic. Remember, start by doing what's necessary, then what's possible, and suddenly you're doing the impossible. We're going to take a break and thank our sponsor, Walking on the Glass Floor. And when we come back, you're going to hear from my very special guest who will share her thoughts about the power of magic for your business. This is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on the C-Suite Radio, and we will be right back. What happens after shattering the glass ceiling? 
You're now walking on the glass floor. Walking on the glass floor, seven essential qualities for women who lead is a timely and indispensable business guide for all women, whether you're moving out of a dorm room or moving into an executive suite. Introducing readers to the seven keys to success in business and life, Judy Hoberman brings her fresh voice, sales savvy, and thoughtful approach to each of the essential and most powerful leadership qualities. Written in her trademark no-nonsense glass half-full prose, Judy's blueprint for business teaches all women how to cultivate and strengthen key skills that will serve them in both business and life. Uncover amazing qualities they already possess that will help them lead and succeed and harness universal leadership qualities to continue reaching their full potential. By providing authentic real-life case studies and inspiring quotes throughout, Judy fills each page with the timely advice women need right now. Walking on the glass floor is like having Judy Hoberman sitting right next to you as your business mentor, personal life coach, and best friend all at the same time. You can order your own copy of the book at walkingontheglassfloor.com. Welcome back to Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. Okay, hang on to your hats. My special guest is Sarah Victory. Sarah is the author of numerous books and audio programs, including How to Be Powerful, Insider Secrets to Brilliant Leadership, Sales, and Speaking, and Do Something Brave Every Day. She's addressed over 1,100 distinguished audiences in Europe, the U.S., and South America, and has worked with over 550 individual clients. Some of them include Avon, Ford, Redkin, Farmers, Mary Kay, Oxford, USANA, OPI, Arbonne, and IBM, just to name a few. Now, you've seen her coaching clients in dozens of appearances on Oprah, The Today Show, The Tonight Show, and CNN. Most importantly, though, Sarah and I have become friends, and we've never even met in person. She's one of the most generous and kind women I know. And when we finally meet in person, I know it will be like puzzle pieces fitting together. So welcome to the show, Sarah. I am so excited to have you here. Oh, thank you so much, Judy. It's lovely to be on your show. And you said such nice things. Thank you very, very much. And I adore you, as you already know. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Okay. So the discussion of the day is really about being the best kept secret. What does Mm -hmm. that mean? When you hear it, what does that mean to you? I think particularly women allow themselves to be the best kept secret and sometimes for years and years and and decades and decades. And I think part of it comes from what I refer to as the not attacking the power of visibility. And that means as young girls, we grow up, we look around, go to Central Park if you live in New York, as I, I did as a small child, and you see all these statues of men on horseback with big swords. And there are no women on horseback with big swords. We don't have as many references to being visible and being in the public eye. And now we're starting to see more and more women stepping up and being visible, which is so extraordinary. And we need more and more and more. But we don't want to be the best kept secret. We want to be someone that everybody's excited to connect with, work with, hire, And it makes your life and your work more meaningful, have more longevity, makes you immortal in a way. So yes, I think we want to tap into the magic and the power of visibility so that we can reach more people, help more people, and do some of the things that we all came to the planet to do. Okay. So have you ever been the best kept secret? Because clearly you are not now. (laughs) You know, it's it's funny. I, I, I was having a conversation 
with my team, which, you know, has grown from, I was my team for many years. And then I added one more and added what now we're, you know, there's, I've got six people that work for me, which is lovely. But I was having a conversation with these people and I, and I started to tear up as I said, we got hundreds of referrals in the last month. And I said, I don't think I got hundreds of referrals in my first 15 years in business. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I don't think I got 20. So to see how much is, is starting to happen is, is really miraculous. I think I was the best kept secret for a very long time. And partly, partly because I think it takes time to build a, a name and awareness and it's just one person at a time knowing how much you care and knowing how much you can do. And it's also, I think, a, the way that you frame it in your own head. I think it took me a long time to realize I needed to step up and lead and find my tribe and help them and help them know each other and help them get where they wanted to go. And the clarity in all of that, because I think people used to say, so Sarah, what do you do? And I would say, I don't know, but people keep on, <laughs> people keep hiring me. So I must be really good at it. And they would laugh. And I thought, okay, if you don't know what you're doing, make people laugh was, you know, is always my default. And, you know, eventually, you know, I got to the point where I was able to say some things that explained what I do. I could say, I help businesses grow bigger, faster. The topics that I speak on, double your business in one year or less, clarified, oh, she helps us double our business one-on-one and one-on-thousands. So a lot of it came down to messaging, which is what I end up doing with a lot of my clients because brain surgeons can't do their own brain surgery. Even if you do marketing for other people, you can't do it for yourself because you're just too close to it. So sometimes it takes what I did, which was reach out to get some help on my messaging, my marketing the names of my speeches, the names of my books, the kinds of things I wanted to be known for. I literally did not see why people kept on hiring me. And then when I surveyed them and when I got some coaching help, which coaches are always so helpful, I was able to see, oh, you can grow anything but a house plant came back over and over and over again. Oh, that's why people keep hiring me is because I can grow pretty much any business. I mean, obviously one-on-one, I specialize in people who are speakers, authors, coaches, and consultants who want to grow their business, write a book or expand their coaching practice and their speaking practice in some way. But that's kind of my niche is I could just grow anything. And I didn't realize that was what I was doing for a very long time. And mm. it, it was interesting to get that feedback from other people. Oh, that's they're not coming from my sparkling personality, though I, I certainly hope that they do. <laughs> they were coming because I could help them grow really, really fast. And then corporations and associations were hiring me because in an hour, I could help them grow their people, their teams or their sales, or teach entrepreneurs how they could go out and sell a whole lot more, a whole lot faster. And that weird skill was something that was really appreciated. So it's also about translating whatever you're selling into what it is that the market is actually looking for that you may already be doing, but you may not be seeing it as a primary benefit to the client. And that's where it gets tricky, but it's hard, it is hard to do for yourself. So I'm really glad I, I have great coaches who have helped me put those pieces together. And I think that's what has led to this gigantic boom in the last couple of years in my, in being in, you know, in demand at a whole other level and popularity at a level I never dreamed I would have in the beginning. Well, I think it's awesome. But before we go in that direction, I do have a question. Let's go back to when you first started out. You were just you. There was no right. team, nothing. Okay. Yeah. 
and for you, a very and long you needed, time. Okay, and you needed help in the beginning. And mm-hmm. let's say you didn't have a major budget. What right. would you tell someone who's starting out who may not be able to pay for a coach or may not be able to go to an event or anything like that? What do you tell them? Like, what's the very first thing? Is it really about honing in on your message or is there something else that you would share? That is a fantastic question. Yeah, I had no money forever in the business. And people think that you just arrived successful, but it takes a long time to really build a career. And I say, you know, hire somebody before you think you can afford it. I mean, don't go crazy, but if you can't hire them, read their books. Jim Rohn, I got to work for him for a couple of years. He taught Tony Robbins and all these other people, spoke to 8 million, 9 million, something like that, people around the world. He was a great influence on me, but he said, Sarah, just read 30 minutes a day, tells everybody this, but me included, read 30 minutes a day in three to five years, you'll be a nationally known expert because nobody does that. And I have dyslexia, so I took speed reading and he said, that's great. And I said, what if I read like a book every day? And he said, there'd be no stopping you. Mm. So I heavily overcompensate for my youth inexperience and my dyslexia. And I say, okay, I'm going to read a book a day. I literally would sit down and read it kind of the way you'd read maybe a magazine, you know, or an article online. I would just pick out things that looked interesting to me and read through most of the book every single solitary day for seven years until I'd read over a thousand books. And then I realized, okay, I don't have as much to prove anymore. And I've backed down to reading about a book a week, you know, which is plenty. But it made me quite the expert. I mean, I knew something on absolutely everything. If you can, subscribe to people's websites. Now that's something that you can do that I didn't have back then. For 20, 30, 50, 100 bucks a month, you can subscribe to somebody's website and see all kinds of courses that they have, workshops that they're doing that may be video recorded and you can watch. Find out who the best people are in the industry and then figure out how can I get as much as I can afford of them right now. And then as you start becoming successful because of what you learn from pick two or three mentors, for example, then pick the one that you like the best and say, okay, what does it take to get to come to one of your workshops live? What does it take to work with you one-on-one? And just move up the ladder that way so that you are really working on expanding. And the other part of your question was, what do you work on first? I think you're right when you said messaging. I think there's nothing more important than other people being able to understand who you are, what you stand for, what you do, what the benefit is of what you do in the first 10 seconds that they spend time with you. If that doesn't happen, you spend a lot of time explaining, which is boring, Mm -hmm. or talking about your process and no one buys your process or having to tell other people how they should explain you to other people because you're not always there to be fabulous. Your messaging has to be something that is so easy to grasp that somebody else can say to their friend, or if you're a speaker, they, maybe they'll say to an association, hey, have Judy, well, everybody wants Judy to come, Judy Oberman to come in, but let's say they haven't heard of you, they can find out about you through that other person talking you up in a 10-second statement that they all have heard over and over and over again. But you have to have that, especially nowadays with having to be online, on website, in person, You have to have that clarity and it had better be a benefit that is so big that the people in your market will crawl over snow and glass and bare feet to get to that benefit. If it's not that big a deal to them, you'd better reframe it 
so that it is something that's a big deal to them. It's probably already in you. You just don't necessarily tap into that and sell that. Well, I think a lot of people confuse features with benefits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody said, well, tell me about what you do and everything. And all of a sudden there's like the laundry list of features, not the benefit. Right. And people are like, oh, that's lovely. I just remember when I first started and somebody asked me the name of my company mm-hmm. and I said, selling in a skirt. And it was a gentleman and he said, oh, that's so cute. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, <laughs> like, dear. Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So I, I've changed what I said. But I want to talk about the I want to talk about the Victory Company. I Ooh. love the fact that it's your name and it's such a perfect descriptive word. You couldn't have chosen a better name. So tell us about the Victory Company. How did it start and what do you do? What's your benefit? Well, a lot of people ask me, you know, if my name is made up because the idea of a yeah. professional speaker and consultant and coach whose name is Victory does sound terribly made up. And I'll have you know that it is not made up and that it came with a really, really adorable husband. So, <laughs> so I did not choose him just for his name. He's also really cute. And uh, we just celebrated our 20-year anniversary. So I'm very lucky, lucky to have him. Happy anniversary. That's Thank right. You. Absolutely. Love that. Yeah. Well, you know, support is a powerful thing. I think he's a, he's a big part of how I do what I do too. I get started early on and because I have this Broadway background, I went to New York University. I have these uh, two partners. We decided to start a Broadway theater company. It gets going. We do pretty well. 10 years later, I feel like there's something else I'm meant to do. What is it? And I'm reading all these books on what am I meant to do and what else is there in my life and what's my purpose? And this girlfriend of mine calls me up and she says, hey, Sarah, we'd love to have you come and, and speak at our, at our group. And I said, what? She said, yeah, we want to pay you to come and speak at our group. Am I, am I, am I not speaking clearly? I said, no, 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 <laughs> I, I, I get it. I said, my parents would have paid me to stop speaking as a child. This has to be some kind of joke. And she laughs and she said, that's why I want you to come and speak. And I said, okay, to come to California, Southern California, it's at the Lowe's. You'll be able to look at the water. It's beautiful and no drafty theater. You're going to love this. And I'm thinking, oh, we'll fly you everything. We pay for everything. Really? This is for real. Okay. And I said, what do you, you know, what do you want me to talk about? And I have, you know, I don't ask any of the questions you're supposed to ask about anything because I don't even know this is an industry. I've never heard of Tony Robbins. I don't know who Zig Ziglar is. I don't know Patricia Fripp. I haven't heard of Judy Hoberman yet. I don't know anything. So I go out to speak and I get there and I'm expecting like, I don't know, maybe 50 people or something in the room. And I look around the, the uh, lobby and there's like hundreds of people standing around. And so I said to her, uh, Susan, how many people are at this thing? And she said, oh, I've got a thousand people coming. I nearly fainted on mm. the spot. I said, oh, oh okay. She, oh, you'll be fine though. Don't worry, you'll be fine. So I don't know what any of these people sell because this is before the internet is what it is now. So I start dragging people into the hallway and saying, what do you sell? Show me your products. How do you sell them? And well, we live or die by our presentations. Oh, I can help with their presentations. I'm a director. I'm an actor. I, I could do this. No problem. So by the next day, I get up there and I do all these things that nobody else does. I'm bringing people on stage and saying, hey, here's how she was presenting. And then I fix it all and, you know, play director girl. And then here's how she could do it now. And people start applauding and screaming and yelling. And then I tell a couple of funny stories. That works well. Then I tell a sad story. That works well. And I think, okay, this is going better. I really thought this was going to be a total disaster. And at the end, they all stood up. And I thought, I'm from the theater. I know they all stand up is a good thing. And I think, I look out at the sea of people and I think, oh my gosh, I have found my calling. This is my purpose. 
I want to help people grow. I want to help people succeed. I want to help people thrive. And it was the most magical moment for me. Like something in the universe was touching me and saying, go this way. It, it really changed me. It changed me forever because I, I just never, I never expected that. So mm. I did this for a while. She said, she wanted coaching? And I said, Little League. And she said, no. And I said, okay, I'll come in and I'll coach some of your people. They did really, really well. And then she, they passed me around to all the different divisions in the organization. They eventually got bought out. They didn't need me anymore because they had their own internal people. And I went to work for Jim Rohn, the big speaker guy, mm -hmm. because everybody said, you know nothing about this industry, which was totally true. And so I learned a whole lot about the speaking industry that way. It was very challenging. You know, I had a space in between not working with that one company and working for Jim Rohn where I didn't really have any business. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to say what I did. It was very, 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 very difficult. And then Jim Rohn was amazing and supportive and kind and, and a really good man. And it was at a time, this is you know, 20 something years ago, where there weren't a lot of women speakers. So anytime you said you wanted to be a speaker and you were a woman, people kind of looked at you funny. And Jim Rohn was the first guy who was like, no, you could do this. You're going to be great, which I will be forever grateful to him. Mentors are such a powerful thing. And I sold for him and I sold my heart out because I really you know, believed in speaking and coaching and, and I believed in him. And eventually I got enough business so that I was able to go out on my own and he was very supportive of that. And then I've been doing it ever since. I started going to the National Speakers Association, which is an amazing organization. And people kept saying, oh, you're, you are a Broadway director. Can you direct my speech too? And I was like, yeah, I could direct pretty much anything. And then they would say, yeah, well, my business isn't where I want to be. Can you help me grow it? And I'm like, I don't know. We'll try. People started just doing very, very well with me. And so I didn't know I wanted to have a coaching practice. I didn't know I wanted to coach. But when I saw all these passionate, amazing people, speakers and authors and celebrities eventually and sports stars eventually start coming to me, I really wanted to help them and I really wanted to help them succeed and get that visibility that they really wanted. And so a bunch of them ended up in the Speakers Hall of Fame. Some of them had New York Times bestselling books. I went out and studied every kind of copywriting in the world to be able to help people find that messaging to be able to be what they wanted to be. And then having read all those books, I could help people with the structure of their book, the title of their book, the subtitle of their book. And then suddenly 77 of the titles I come up with for people's books become New York Times bestsellers or Amazon bestsellers or USA Today bestsellers. And so people started sort of flocking toward me doing that. But a lot of it was just me talking to people one-on-one -on -one for years and saying to them, I'll spend a few minutes with you. I will give you some help. You have to promise to spread great rumors about me and what I do. And then if they didn't become a client, they became these incredible referral sources for me. So after a couple of decades of that, you've built up so much goodwill, that pure word of mouth, not even social media. I've done almost none of that until now we do a bunch, but just continuing to be of value to people over and over and over again, suddenly you're really, really in demand, which has been you know, quite a shock to me. Um, I'm still you know, surprised every day at how that has expanded and mm. grown. So I don't know, does that answer your question? Yes, absolutely. And you talk about magic. It's magical. Mm -hmm. And you talk about the ma what's the magic in this industry or in the magic of what you do? Is it watching someone transform into what you know they can become? What is it? Or is it when they realize, oh my gosh, 
this is what I'm supposed to be doing. What is, what's the magic look like for you? Magic is a really important word to me for a couple of different reasons. One, one you just mentioned, which is that magical moment of seeing the light bulb go off for somebody or seeing them transform into what they've always wanted to do, but just never quite knew how to get there. And you need somebody to sometimes to show you how to get where you want to go. To see them get there is so exciting. When they get that best-selling book or they get that New York Times best-selling book or they get, they get to be on the Today Show or on Oprah or Super Soul Sunday or you know, seeing people speak to their first thousand people, get a standing ovation. You know, for me, seeing those messengers out in the world, sharing that message and changing the world for the better, I was born to help people do that for sure. And that is magical to me. On the other side of that is what I'd always tell people, which is you have to think magically. You have to think magic. You absolutely have to say to yourself, if it's five years from now and I could do magic and there are no rules and I'm not too young, too old, too thin, too fat, too tall, too female, too male, too whatever, I've got all the money in the world to be able to do whatever I want to do. What do I want? And what am I meant to do? What was I put on this earth to do? And I better get about doing it because we don't know how long we have. And then you start figuring out, in the words of the great Jody Stevenson, wonderful speaker I got to work with, she said, when you know the what, you can trust the how. The magic is in the what. Because once you start sharing that what, you can then go on to figure out the how or someone will help you figure out the how. But you have to stay absolutely fixated and focused on the what you want what you're meant to do, how you want to help people. And it will start to happen almost like magic. It is a really bizarre thing. Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I always snoop around everybody's websites just because I love to. There's a couple of things that as well. I thought yours is awesome, of course. One of the things, the very first video that you see when you go onto your website is about changing your life in the next six minutes and two seconds. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's like a major game changer. What is the overall message from that? I mean, it's very, very emotional listening to it and watching it and hearing you talk about it. You can't tell somebody to have an aha moment, but Mm -hmm. I would say that almost everybody that watches that will have an aha moment. Oh, wow. That's the new video. I think that's the new video. I'm hoping that's the new video that you're talking about. My marketing team is very happy with you right now. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that is that. I don't know if that's the Tim story or if that's the... It's the one about... My friend Tim? Yeah, it's about Tim. It's about Tim. Oh, it's my my friend Tim. Yeah, that's a story that I've only ever told twice in my life, once to some friends and once on stage. And it's very, very, very personal. Do you want me to share a little bit about it? Why did you choose that particular video for somebody that's coming on for the first time? Does it set the tone so they can understand how important it is to receive that message or what? I mean, because a lot of people put videos on their website and it's just about, mm-hmm. here's what I do and here's right. who I am. And that was totally not, you know, no. <laughs> even, <laughs> no. though it's, even though it's you talking, it's not right. you. It's not, it's not about you. No. Well, first of all, I think every video you do should be about the people coming to your website, not about you. And mm-hmm. that's the most important thing in the world because they don't really care about you. They care about what they can get from you, which is reasonable. And then they want to know that you're a good quality human being and all those kinds of things too. But it's that features and benefits things you just said earlier. They don't really care what you do. They care about what can you do for them. That particular video, boy, that, that's only been up for like a week now, a week and a half. I was hesitant to put that up 
because it is a, a bit personal. But it's so powerful. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I do. It's so powerful. Oh, you know, like, thank you. Thank you. I think we bring honor and dignity to our suffering when we use it to help other people. Mm-hmm. And most people don't get that. They don't get that we bring honor and dignity to our suffering when you use it to other people. When you lose a family member, when you have trouble with your sales, the fact that you then get to reframe that and maybe help another person coming up the ranks later or speak about it in a speech or write about it in a book that you've always wanted to write, it makes all the difference in the world. And that experience in my life was powerful for me because it taught me that we do not have forever and ever on this planet to do all the things we've always wanted to do. And you absolutely have to commit right this very second to doing whatever it is that is at the top of the list of what you know, somewhere in your soul, you know what you are meant to do and you need to do it and you need to do it right now. And Mm. if that just means one step towards it, that means one step towards it. I think that's the main thing that Tim taught me that I've been trying to live into lately because just like the rest of us, some part of my brain had trouble with the idea of stepping up and being as visible as I needed to be. Uh, I was really shy as a kid. I was somewhat bullied. I moved a dozen times in my school years. I was always a new kid. It was very, very difficult. And so I think for me to step up and really lead my tribe, help people to a whole other level I have not done previously, is start to, starting to reach not just hundreds of people or even thousands of people. Now we're reaching millions of people. That reality. I need to step up and change who I am to be the kind of person that those people deserve. And I think that that's what Tim, Tim taught me mm-hmm. was you have to step up. And he's always in my head telling me to make a difference. Did I make a difference today? And sometimes that difference was maybe with just one person or with my family or with my friends. And sometimes that's with 10,000 people in South America right. speaking in front of a big conference. Well, you do make a difference every day and you do make a difference with the things that you do. And so I have found that to be like a really great message that go out there and and give some, you know, share your brilliance, share, share yourself and make a difference because we all do make a difference to someone. We just Mm -hmm. have to believe in ourselves. You also talk about doing something brave every day and bravery is a very big word. And we Mm -hmm. all think of huge accomplishments or running Mm -hmm. through a burning building to save someone. But a lot of things we do that are small are Mm -hmm. examples of doing something brave. So Mm -hmm. what do you consider like a normal person that they could do something brave every day? What would it be other than saying, I'm never going to speak in front of, you know, 10,000 people and then somebody pushes you out there. But (laughs) yeah, what's an example of doing something brave every day? Doing something brave every day does not have to be, yeah, something gigantic and huge that you do. It could be something really small because those little 1% changes you make in your life over a period of time make a huge difference. It might be making that one phone call you've been putting off for a month. It might be putting five pennies in your right pocket and making sure they're gone by the end of the day to your left pocket. And each one of them is asking someone for some kind of help, you know, saying, Hey, I'm expanding my business. I need your help. Who do you know who might? want this benefit that I provide in my company. Mm-hmm. And it might start with one penny and then move to, you know, to two or three or five. But it's asking for help can be really scary, especially for those of us who were trained in our childhood to never, ever do that. Um, mm-hmm. So it can be something as simple as that. It can be, 
I'm going to write a page of my new website every day for the next week. And then I'm going to actually post the thing. It's, I'm going to be more visible on social media. I'm going to maybe take a photograph of the different people I meet and put it up on social media and honor them and make them see how special they are. I'm going to thank them for the referrals. I thought that was a great thing. You know, write a handwritten note, send it to people. They do notice that and they, they appreciate that and they should. And we should we lead with that level of appreciation. But you can do the same thing in a, a variety of different ways. We can't do absolutely everything. Erin Marcus is a wonderful friend and client of mine. She says, make a list of everything that you want to do. Circle all the things that are actually going to make you profitable and make you money. And then start with those. <laughs> It's like, oh, why didn't I think of that? That yeah. makes sense. It does. <laughs> yeah. it does. Nobody thinks of that. It's like, I'll be over here. I'll be busy, you know, polishing my shoes. And then after that, I will spend 14 hours on social media doing nothing. And we'll call that a work day. It's like, no, you know, so part of it is doing the things that you know are going to have the biggest impact and doing them first. Sometimes it's make a list of six things you're going to do tomorrow morning rank them in terms of what's going to have the biggest impact in getting you toward your goals and start with that first one, no matter what it takes and no matter how long it takes. Even if that's the only thing you do tomorrow, you start with that one first. So those are the real braveries. Those are things that you don't have to run in a burning building or save a baby. I think the, the bravest things are those little things that no one's seeing, no one's noticing. So you could say to yourself, oh, I won't bother with this. Who will know? You will, mm-hmm. you will know. You know inside, you know, if you're on your path and if you're not. The happiest people I know are the people that get up and every day are doing something toward that path that they have in front of them. And the least happy people I know are the people who haven't chosen a path and aren't on it and aren't living it. Interesting. So how can our listeners connect with you and find out all the wonderful things that the Victory Company can do for them and connect? Oh, lovely. Well, you can find me on our website, which is, in fact, thevictorycompany.com, all spelled out, thevictorycompany.com. You can write directly to me, Sarah, at thevictorycompany.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us, uh, me on LinkedIn, also Sarah Victory, Sarah Victory, Sarah Victory. Inspiring Victory is where you can find our, our Facebook group on Facebook. And yeah, I just, I look forward to connecting to people that listen to you and, and know you and, and love you as I do and helping anybody in any way I can so that I can fulfill my mission of helping other people grow and succeed. Awesome. Well, Sarah, I want to thank you so much for sharing the mic with me. You are one, as I said before, one of the most generous and warm women that I know. And I am thrilled to be connected with you. And I can't wait to create some more adventures together. I look forward to that as well. I am honored to no, you and definitely honored to be on your wonderful show. It's just a privilege to be anywhere in your sphere of influence. So thank you very much, Judy. It's, uh, thank you. it's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to leave everyone with this quote. We need to stop interrupting what people are interested in and be what people are interested in. I thank you all for listening to our discussion where we share some extraordinary guests, some ideas for your business and ways to stand out as the amazing women that you are. Now make sure you stay connected with us and remember, women want to be treated equally, not identically. Until next time, this is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up 
on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.